Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir, y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas Con Ganas podcast, we're talking about greed. The last of the seven deadly sins. We've been doing a series, Mamacita, on the seven deadly sins from the perspective of self-help and self-development. So it's not about, the series is not about what's right or wrong or what's moral and immoral. It's more about what works in our lives and also finding other possibilities beyond these ways of being. So greed, we've got here to the final finale. This has been a really interesting journey. Absolutely. Discussing the seven deadly sins. If you haven't heard any of them, go back. I encourage you to listen to the entire series. There's definitely a through line. Each and every one of these things sins kind of bleeds into the other. Um, we definitely notice that kind of uh, pride being the, the mother of all sin. Uh, we're, we're, we're starting to tie in each and every sin into that concept. <clears throat> and that's what we really want to also discuss is bring it all together and look at what are the commonalities between each and every one of these sins and, and what is that like ultimate way of being or what is it that we can step into to really steer, steer clear of those ways of being that are possibly more enslaving, pulling us away from from expressing ourselves um, in 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 our most divine way, so to speak. Yes. So now let's talk about before we come to a conclusion, because Mark and I were discussing about how cool it is that all of these things are all tied together. But first, we're going to talk about greed. Let's talk about greed. So in all of the other ones, we've sort of realized that there's sort of all of these sins are a gateway to addiction. Okay. In a way. Like, for example, gluttony is an addiction to food or an excess of drink. Lust is an addiction to sex or everything that's like sensual. Um, and so each of these have some sort of addiction that's attached to it. Mm -hmm. So with greed, what would you say cargo is the addiction that one might have with that it's attached to that word? I mean, it, it, it's definitely it, it. There's a component of material possessions. Uh, associated with greed, uh, wanting more. Um, and in some instances, it's wanting more at the expense of others having less. 
And and that that's really the duality. Like if you step into a world, if you step into or you believe in a world of of a zero sum game where if you have others don't, that that's kind of the that is the framework that allows for greed to creep in. Whereas when you step into a world of abundance and in in relationships that are win win, then then you're kind of stepping away from that idea that this world has only finite resources and our ability to utilize them comes at the expense of someone else's ability to 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 enjoy them as well. When when I think of greed, I think of that, you know, like the three year olds that won't share a toy or the kid that goes into the into the toy store and wants more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it really preys on our immaturity a lot of times. Like, you know, that that innate desire to want more and more and more and more and never and never feel satiated with material possessions. And, and, and it's interesting. There's a, there are many themes in which greed plays out. Like I could, you could look at it in, in, from a very childish perspective, or you could look at it from a very, like an insecurity perspective. Yes. Like if I don't have this, then I won't be able to, like I will not have the freedom to be able to do X and Y and Z. So I need to kind of hoard in order to be able to have that ability to, you know, do nothing at one moment in time. Like the, it, it's the, the, the relationship between money, material possessions and greed is very interesting. And, and the games that get played in our minds are, 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 are pretty, pretty shocking. I, I also say that like in this world that we're living in, greed is sort of one of the easiest things to be pitched at us. Mm. Because we're being constantly told by social media, propaganda, and all of this that we need more, that you need to get this and you need to get that and you need to get this. Yeah. And you're so, not enough. Yes, you're not enough. You're not enough like this. You need to do this and you mm -hmm. need to have this. And your house is not big enough and your car is not, is, doesn't have the fast right enough. hydraulics or is fast enough. And it's always like we live in a society that propagates and that encourages. Having wanting that. more mm. and being ambitious and going after things. So I think there's, um, and it's interesting because as, as the other sins are also like this greed is greed in a way you could say, okay, motivation. What's the difference between, for example, motivation and greed. It's the purpose or the intention, the, behind in, the intention, right. And also you could be motivated to be very successful or you could want to be successful out of just greed. Or pride to show other people, mm -hmm. look at me, look how important I am. Because I think greed, just like pride, has that sense of maybe deep down inside it's rooted in feeling unworthy mm -hmm. or insecurity like you were talking about. Yeah, of course. And so we need to, to, in an outwardly way, let other people know, no, I'm important enough. I have enough money. Mm -hmm. I have enough power. Oh, and I have another, you know. It also comes from creating a framework where, you know, people are trying to get an edge on you or someone is trying to uh, undercut you. And, and, and unfortunately, there are environments in this world where that's the way it is. I mean, there's the, I mean, there's environments in the world where. Like survival of the fittest. Exactly. Survival of the fittest, where you not being cunning enough or not having that ability to outsnake someone else leaves you in, in dire straits, you know, but those are very low vibration environments. 
You know, that's not a, that, those are not high vibe environments. There, there's not a lot being created. There's not a lot of positivity, you know, in those, in, in like, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about like. You have to expand a little bit more here. What, what I'm saying is, is let's say you're talking about a very, very rough area of a specific city. Okay. Where, you know, you, you have to sell drugs. You have to, you know, it's dog eat dog. Well, those, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do anything. Well, but let's just say that there's some people that might be put in circumstances where saying no to those things is a lot harder because it's so readily accessible. Exactly. And yeah. their environments are so enwrapped in that type of culture culture that it's very easy for them to get sucked into that. Is yes, that what you're talking about? I agree. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's and, and interestingly enough, there's environments where that is very common. Like that's, you know, you have friends that that's what they do. I mean, there's, there's, you can be born into an environment where criminal activity is that, that would be the norm. And you'd have to be exposed to, you'd have to be exposed to an environment that wasn't as such only to come to the conclusion that, okay, well, this is not normal or this is not healthy. Okay. This is not sustainable. So, so what I'm trying to say is, is that, it, it's all the, the it's the context of the environment that makes it such that, you know, you're being greedy or self-interested out of survival or are you outside the context of just a survival mindset and you're still hanging on to that scarcity mentality. Now you're making the, comp- the conversation very complicated because <laughs> now we're talking about what is it? What is it? Um, you're talking about environment how much environment actually has has at play with greed. Yeah. But I think in reality, we're born innate, innately with an ego and innately also being kind of greedy. Like as children, that's why I say but, but, for me, greediness is sort of like that thing that we all innately are when we're three years old. I, we I, want to play with that toy and we don't want to share it. Yeah, but, but what I'm trying to say is- And we have like, no ability at that age to decipher or to think to ourselves, perhaps this is not in the best interest, not only of the other children that I'm playing with, but it's not in my best interest is either to just keep everything for myself and hoard everything for myself. But interestingly enough, there are environments where you have, in order to survive, there has to be some form of hoarding to a certain extent. There has to be some form of, you know, thinking of yourself above, above others. Well, like there's environments I mean, in which let's get it straight. You're, you're talking about putting the mask on your first. We all need to survive first. If we're talking about that, yes. I mean, we all need to put the mask on ourselves first and make sure that our basic needs are met. Exactly. But once our basic needs needs are met, let's just be let's come to the level where our basic needs are met. Then how do we choose something else besides greed? Like what's the other possibility beyond greed? And particularly people that are listening to us and might be thinking to themselves, you know, I'm a very ambitious person. Where is that line drawn between being ambitious in the right way or being just greedy? Well, do you understand? Yeah. And, and like, and, what's the difference there? Where where do we draw the line? Just like, for example, you know, when we talked about gluttony, we talked about the. Being able to enjoy food is really good. 
and, 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 you know, being able to enjoy what the world has to offer in terms of that is wonderful. But then it gets to the point where we become very uh, gluttonies, where we take that to the extreme yeah, and we want an excess of it. Mm -hmm. So greed is sort of the same thing where we, what's the difference between somebody who's ambitious and going after, let's say even wanting some type of material success and, or be that person that wants that, but that, but the difference between that person also being greedy. I would say that in one, one intention associated with that, I, it, it, it's interesting because it ties into another sin. Which the one? The other sin it would be envy. Is if you believe that someone else's success comes at the expense of yours and you have to have that success and them not have it, that's when you've stepped into that, that way of being associated with greed. I, I agree. Absolutely. Also, I think that greed, you talked about, you, you kind of mentioned it already when you talked about abundance. Greed also is very tied to the scarcity mentality. Yes. Yeah, that's why that's what I was talking and, about. And unfortunately, yes. And unfortunately, I would say the majority of people live in a world where they have some sort of scarcity mentality, where they believe that a lot of times their success is at the detriment of other mm -hmm. successes. And I think this is why the self-help world is so beautiful and that when we really dive deep into it, we realize that we, that the universe is completely abundant, infinitely abundant. And that the way that when we extend our generosity towards other, it uplifts us. And we're also able to uplift others along the way. And, and, and the other <clears throat> The other element of this equation is how dependent we our happiness is to the outcome of what it is that we're wanting. Like, for instance, if let's say your goal was to become accepted into a specific study program, let's say medical school, something of, of that nature, and there's only so many students that get accepted into that. Well, if you were to look at that in a zero sum game and say to yourself, well, if Sally gets accepted, I don't, then, and that's the end of the world, and I'll be unhappy if that were to occur, then, then that's where that greed sets in. But if you're, if you're willing to make whatever sacrifice necessary to be able to achieve a goal, and that goal doesn't get achieved, you have to be, you have to be satisfied with whatever can come of that experience of the work that was put into it, of the service that was provided in in that moment okay mamacita hold that thought now a word from our sponsor here's an inspired idea what if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies i've been using clean simple kitchen crafted recipes from hair food and have seen amazing results whatever hair texture or hair type you have your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. 
Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. You have to be you have to be satisfied with whatever can come of that experience of the work that was put into it, of the service that was provided in in that moment. That, okay, that, satisfied that, or not satisfied? Because at the end, you could try to do it all over again. You could. How many stories have you heard of people that got denied? You know, actually, I was listening to something today about how deny a denial or a delay is not a denial. Mm-hmm. So, for anybody out there who's might be going through a delay, which like what you mentioned could be a sort of delay, you want to a setback, you getting into a program, you not getting into a program that you really want to get into, then just remember that it might, it's not a denial, you know, it's there to teach you something and perhaps you need to go at it again. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and with all this work comes the belief also that everything happens for a reason, that everything is working, that things don't happen to us, that things are working for us yes yeah that makes total sense i wanted to say one thing one other thing with greed but now it kind of slipped my mind um yes so what is the other possibility besides greed i mean if if you were to step into a space of generosity and or service that would be the kind of the opposite way of being so as opposed to um manifesting or producing in this world for yourself alone you're really focused on who that who that service is benefiting as opposed to focusing more on what how will you be compensated remunerated reimbursed uh, rewarded for what it is that you're providing and the other interesting thing is that all of these sins are you know, we step into these sins when we think we need something like outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So with greed, it's like the desire to want something more. Right. A bigger house, a nicer car, something, you know, where we where we make ourselves better than anybody else mm-hmm. because we're feeling like not enough. But it's interesting that the more and more we step into greed, the less and the more and more empty we actually mm-hmm. feel inside. You feel disconnected, disconnected. And the same thing with all of these sins, the lust, the wrath, the more we we enter into these ways of being, the more unsatiated we we feel. Mm -hmm. Is that is that the right word or unsatisfied? Because we're looking for something to fill us. But what we're look what we're going after is something that's never going to really fulfill us from the inside. And so what you said about giving is really beautiful because a lot of times when people are greedy, it's when they think that something outside themselves is going to give them that receiving, receiving, receiving is going to make them feel whole. But in reality, when you really experience it, there's nothing more fulfilling than giving. Yeah. And what happens is, is that you're, if you make it your mission to come to this world and have an understanding of what your gifts are and how you can transform your way of being into gifts to the world, that's where the magic happens. Because you're constantly becoming like an alchemist. You're, you, you, you're taking whatever the world gives you, you're feeding it through you and your way of being and bringing into the world something much more valuable. That's... yeah. That's that's magic. And I and I personally think that the one 
the one way to receive in your life, if you feel like you don't receive in your life, the gateway to receiving is giving. Yeah. I feel like the more we, the more you give of yourself, the more things come to you. Well, it's like almost by magic. It, 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 it's almost even like from a practical perspective. And it's like the last thing that you feel like doing. But when you're in a really bad mood or things are really not going well for you, the best way to get out of that is to help someone else. Yes, it's funny. And it reminds me of last year when I did the volunteer at the food shelter. Because on even on those days that I was going there and not feeling like going, and then when I would go there, it would turn my day around and it would make me feel automatically so grateful mm -hmm. for everything. Because also gratitude is the cure to greed. Yes, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we feel agree. grateful for what we have and we know that everything that we could possibly want is already within us, and all those things that we're searching for on the outside, yes, we can we can make all these magical, beautiful things happen. But in reality, everything is inside us that we're looking for. And when we're grateful, that gratitude expands outwardly. And then it's, it's just everything flows through that. I agree. So, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting, the whole greed thing. So we got the cure, mamacita. Gratitude and giving. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so to tie all of these together, to put a bow on, it. To put a bow on the, the seven uh, deadly sins through the lens of, of self-help, we wanted to talk about how we've learned that we were discussing, Mark and I, or Carco and I, that's his nickname, that there's a something that is basically thread, a, a thread, through line. a through line through all of these things, right? When people are going after or acting in envy, wrath, lust, sloth, all, all of these things, when they're acting through that, it's almost like what they're searching for is like freedom. Mm -hmm. But in reality, they're going the opposite way of freedom. Because freedom is the ability for you to choose in your right mind. And for something not to take control of you. And that's what's so dangerous about these ways of being, these sinful ways of being, is that when they grab you, they take control of you and you lose your freedom. So you think, oh, I have the freedom to choose one more drink, one more cookie. I have the, the freedom to choose, you know, to sleep with whomever I want or the freedom to be as angry as I want and to do with my life what I want and to have all these things for me. But when we're stuck in those ways of being, in reality, what happens is we get shackled and bound by the chains of addiction because mm -hmm. all of these are a gateway into some sort of addiction or another. Mm -hmm. And the cure to that is something, interestingly enough, that Mark brought up in one of them. And that right before we, we did this episode right now, we were like, wow, it all goes back to what is the gateway to freedom, the real gateway to freedom. And it is discipline, discipline, discipline equals freedom, discipline equals freedom, which might be sort of like a some of you listening might be like, oh, really? Discipline. And we were thinking it's funny how the words discipline and responsibility have such negative connotations <laughs> in our life. Yes. It's like 
Discipline, responsible. But don't we all love somebody who's disciplined and responsible? Generally speaking, yes. I mean, do we want a partner who's irresponsible no. and undisciplined? Well, I mean, even in the word responsibility, it's your ability to respond. It, it's, it's, that's the nature of the word. So, so basically, you're taking charge. You're, you're taking hold of that you know, God-given state of being a human being. Like the like we're we're the only we're the only beings on this planet that really have that that level of commitment towards whatever we it is we set our minds to do. And we engage others in manifesting those those big big possibilities that we make up in our heads. So but in order to be able to do so and in order to be able to engage others and create a vision and stay on a track, we can't be so preoccupied with feeding ourselves and only focusing on this vessel. And, this and or our egos. Yeah, our, yeah, exactly. Well, in, 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 in ourselves, it would be our bodies and also our minds. That's like those are two ways of enslaving ourselves, one through the body and the pleasures of the body and the others are the pleasures of the mind. Like some of the sins are more related to pleasures of the body. Some sins are related to pleasures of the mind. Mm -hmm. Like envy would be more of a pleasure of the mind, whereas gluttony would be more a pleasure of the body. Sloth of the body, lust of the body, and pride of the mind, wrath yes. of the mind. And I will say to add to this is I, I was listening. I'm taking a course right now, which I'm, I'll talk to you ladies, to mamacitas all about. Um, in the coming weeks, but the course basically said something today that's along the lines of this, and it's this. We have a body, we are not a body. So we're not a body, we have a body. Mm -hmm. And we're not a mind, we have a mind. So in a way, you know, when we become more spiritually aligned, we realize that we have the ability to observe our mind and to observe our bodies, mm -hmm. but we're an observer. But many of us feel that we were victims to our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And real freedom is to choose. And to choose how we're going to respond to the circumstances around us. And choose with wisdom and choose intelligently and choose, you know, out of a certain maturity. Right? Mm -hmm. And it takes, that takes, sometimes it it's takes quite hard. Work. Yeah, it takes, it takes work. Yes, it takes work. No, but okay. So, but just to tie this up as well, I will say, talking about, and the reason why we, we got to this whole discipline loop and the tying the bot, the knot on the seven sins through discipline is because um, I was telling Mark that one of the things that was, has been amazing in the last 40 days is that I did a, um, a no alcohol and no coffee, like zero alcohol, zero coffee for 40 days. And I had tried to do it for Lent, mm. but I had not failed. really, I'd failed. I cheated on a couple of, on a couple of days. I went to Napa to visit my best friend in Napa. And I was like, how can I not drink this beautiful wine? It's like a $300 bottle of wine. How could I say no? There, there was an excuse a couple times. Yeah. So when it finished, when Lent finished, I felt like, oh, I need to do this again. And I did it more. I think just to prove to myself, usually when I do those things, is to really prove to myself that I'm not a 
slave. Yeah, a slave to anything. And it's one of the greatest feelings, again, to rediscover that discipline within. Mm -hmm. And so these 40 days have been fascinating. And I can't even explain to you because my 40 days ended yesterday how good I feel after having reconnecting to my discipline. Yes. And it really has felt like such a freedom, a freedom that I hadn't felt in a very long time. So I was telling Mark, I go, wow, this is truly the gateway and the path to freedom is really that discipline and learning that ability to balance yourself and make your decisions and stick to your word. Mm-hmm. Honoring your word. When we're honoring our word, it feels so good. We're like, yes, I have. you feel powerful. Agreed. You've, it's crazy. Just with that, it's like it makes you feel so powerful. So I'm inviting you, if you're feeling a little bit powerless in your life in certain areas, to do something along the lines of this because it'll make you feel empowered immediately. Yes. So anyways, that's, uh, that's our take on the seven deadly sins through the lens of self-help. Let us know, Mamacita, what you think. Do you think that the gateway to freedom is discipline? Yes or no? Also, what is your relationship with greed? Is that one of the seven deadly sins that you struggle with? Mm -hmm. And listen to the other episodes. Tell us what you think. I think this has been a really interesting topic. Thank you, hubby, for accompanying me on these seven podcast episodes. I'm so glad. I really enjoyed it. That was fascinating. Yes. And tell us your thoughts on mamasconganas.com forward slash 92. Hasta la próxima. Besitos. It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm-mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target.